What it do, Sports Crew? We're back again with another episode of TD Takes with TJ Warner. And I don't know if you guys noticed recently, but we hit the double-digit mark on episodes for this podcast. Shout out to you guys for listening, really making sure that this podcast keeps a go and keeps a flow. But for that, I brought in the fan favorite. I brought back Dylan Simmons for this episode, and we're doing more of a debate-style podcast for this one. It's going to be a little bit longer, so just bear with us on that. But we're debating the playoff implications and the playoff format. What should the playoff be? Should there be an expansion? So Dylan, two takes to really dive into. What were those two takes? Well, you said, are you for playoff expansion or are you going to be against it? And you basically wanted me to outline a proposal as to what I would do for college football playoff expansion. Yeah, so pretty much what we did is we we said, we're the NCAA commissioner for the day. What would we do to change college football? Dylan, are you for or against college football playoff expansion? I am for it. I think it'd be better off with more teams. And why is that? Well, I think that when you look at college football, it's almost become too much of the same. I see the same teams getting in every year, kind of the same story, and too much dominance from a couple of conferences, namely the SEC, ACC, and Big Ten. I think with the playoff expansion, it gives new teams opportunities. That's basically the crux of the argument. Yeah, well, uh, let me just throw it out there. I'm against the college football playoff expansion. I know if I put a poll out on my Instagram and said, are you for it or against it, I bet 99% would probably say for it. Yes, they'd, they'd click the yes button. But me personally, if I was the commissioner of the sport, I look at it, I'm like... You look at those games. I look at the semifinal games, especially the national championship games too. How many close games have we had with the fourteen playoff? Not very many. So if we expand it, now you have like maybe one seed versus eight seed, or maybe a four seed versus twelve seed, depending on how many teams you have in your playoff format. Those games aren't going to be close either. If one versus four or two versus three isn't close. So in my opinion, there's just there's no point in expanding the playoffs if you wanna if you wanna make the playoffs. Get better. It's, it's point and blank. Like <laughs> schedule better teams, beat those teams, and then you'll be in the playoffs if you deserve it. I mean, we're getting the four most deserving teams every single year, and we're still not getting good games. Sometimes so we're getting blowouts. That's just there's no really. I don't see a good argument against that. Honestly, what's your take? Well, here's my take with that, and here's where I'm going to go against you with this. What about teams that get off to a late season surge? What about a team that unequivocally? is the best team in their conference, but because they stumbled a little bit earlier in the year, they're not going to be able to do it. I'm going to give you an so example. My, so okay. my, my example on that. All right. What about the 2014 Ohio State team? They, they yeah. lost at home against Virginia Tech. They did. And then they went on. They, they weren't looking good. They were ranked number 15, I believe, when the first college football playoff rankings came out. Yeah. No one had them on the radar to make the playoffs. Well, then they go through a JT Barrett injury at the Michigan game, and everyone just writes them off again. They come in to the Big Ten Championship ranked number seven. They beat Wisconsin 59-0 to that game, and they earned a spot in the playoffs and went on to everyone knows the history. First four seed ever to go on and win the playoffs for the first format. Beat Bama, beat Oregon. Ohio State did it. Why can't other teams do it? Well, yes, but again, I'm going to point you out to something that you might be forgetting, or maybe you're not forgetting, but remember, Ohio State kicked out a very good TCU team that, in my opinion, deserved just as much to go. This is a TCU team that had been proven to be a team of dominance, team that could win in the Big 12, want to share the Big 12 title, and basically got slighted because Ohio State had a really good game. Now, I'm not saying Ohio State didn't deserve it, but think about this. TCU, in the Peach Bowl, took on an Ole Miss team that had beaten Alabama earlier in the year and crushed them, absolutely demolished them. I can't even remember the final score. It was like 49-7 to or something. Or it, it, was, it was just it was awful to watch. But 
what I'm saying is these teams sometimes don't get opportunities. Are you telling me that that Florida State team from 2014 that was 12-0, and and we all know that they, well, 13-0 if you count the ACC championship, we all know that they had no business being in the playoff, at least not in my opinion. Sure, you could say they earned it, but the ACC was weak that year. And well, I'm an ACC guy. You, you come off of a Florida State team, though, that was in the national championship game a year ago or a year or two before that when they played Auburn in the national championship game. Right. That is, that's a Jameis Winston Florida State team coached by Jimbo Fish. That was still a really good team. You can't really argue that that was not a good team. That's true. But going back on if it, there should be a college ball playoff expansion or not, the key that I really believe that is really against it, I think the fans. The fans really ruined college ball playoffs. In all honesty, because why? It's playoff or bust now. If you think about it, especially for like SEC fans now, it, if you're not an Alabama or Georgia fan, you're thinking you're still thinking playoff or bust. I don't know why you're thinking that. First of all, because you got to get through Alabama and through Georgia every single year. That's just not going to happen. Bowl games are still good games. A Rose Bowl bid is still a good bid. A Peach Bowl bid is still a good bid, even if it's not a playoff game. If you get a New Year's Six Bowl, that means something. People just completely demolish the meaning of bowl games nowadays and like, oh, it's a good consolation prize. No, it's still a good, you had a good season if you made it to a bowl game. MTSU, for instance, we go to MTSU. They made it to a bowl game last year, the Bahamas Bahamas Bowl, Bowl, and they won. That is a good thing for MTSU. People were disregarding how fan bases really take in bowl games. And the part of that, it just, it blows my mind because, again, it's a big deal to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. That is a huge deal. If you're playing, you're one of the premier teams in the nation playing a New Year's Six Bowl. Why Why is that the case now that people don't think a bowl game is good? It's just playoff or bust. I, don't, I just don't agree with that. Four teams should stick at the, to the playoff. Because if you make a bowl game, you're still having a good year. If there's one thing I'll say about that argument, and I do, I do agree with you, I think the New Year's Six Bowls, the importance has been diminished a lot by the fan bases. I remember the days when, you know, you know, and this isn't saying the BCS system is better, because I don't think it is. I think it was a very flawed system. I agree. I but agree. the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, whatever big bowl it was, they meant something. When a team made it, that was an honor to be there. Nowadays, it's basically, like you said, playoff or bust. And the reason I think that we have to expand, to me, I don't think there's any getting it back. I don't think that the prestige of those bowls can be restored by the fan bases because you can't go back to the BCS. The fan bases are never going to like that. So I think the only way to really utilize them is to use them as potential elimination games. And that's kind of where I'm going with this. Um, And I'm going to outline kind of what I'm going to look at here. So my idea is with my playoff expansion, if I was the NCAA commissioner, we're going to have 12 total teams. Now, I don't think that you need to expand it to say something crazy like 32 or 16 or whatever. I think 12 makes a lot of sense. It accounts for teams that come in late in the year, have a bit of a surge, they can get off to a hot streak, and then you've got, of course, the dominant teams at the top, the top four. Now, what I'm thinking is conference championships need to matter. All right, so conference championships, to me, haven't had a lot of importance in the playoff era, or at least not as much as they should. Think about this. The defending national champions are the Georgia Bulldogs. Did not win the SEC, lost the SEC. I'm not saying they don't deserve it, but I think that not enough weight was put on the fact that they lost, and lost pretty bad in the conference championship game to that same Alabama team. But Okay, okay, okay. so you're saying to me Georgia shouldn't have made the 
playoffs last year? I'm that, not saying that. No, when no, they no. blew out a Michigan team and then went on to win the Natty against Bama? But I'm Bama? saying you need to be rewarded <laughs> for winning a conference They had the best game. defense, like, ever last year. You can't argue that. There's no way. But I think that you uh, – but, again, they if you look at their split series with Alabama, they went 1-1. One and, one. and I'm not saying they won when it really did matter, yes, and they got the rebound, and all <laughs> congratulations should be given to them. But you've got to think about this. The Power 5 conference championships – have not meant as much. Ohio State got in in 2016 without winning a conference I don't think they should have made it that year, to be honest. I'm a Ohio State fan. I think Penn State, they and, beat, and us, that, go, they beat yeah. us that year. They should have made they it. They should have, yes. And they beat Ohio State. Yes, they had more losses, but at the end of the day, Penn State, to me, just looked better at the end of the year, and Ohio State got blown off we the still, map. We still haven't had a two-loss team make the college football playoff, exactly. too. That's, that's still, the, that's still and, on the and, table. And a lot of those teams, two-loss teams, deserved it, but they didn't get in because why? Because record, because there was a team above them that apparently was viewed as better, and a lot of teams have gotten the bad end of the stick. The Oregon team from 2019 didn't make it, despite being a really good team that I think could have made an argument. Uh, I mean, heck, they could have been better than Oklahoma. I really do not think much of that Oklahoma team from 2019. There's all kinds of examples like this, and 2016 USC, I think, is the biggest one. They just, well, they didn't destroy it, but they beat Washington in Washington pretty handily, and although the, the problem was, though, 9-3, you can't get in. They got in the Royce Bowl, they beat Penn State. You can't tell me that USC, at the end of that year, was not a top four team. They had to be. So I think that you know if you put them so was in that 12 the, team, was that the Washington team with Jake Browning in them? Yes, that was. Yes, that was that same Washington. That, that was the year they made the playoffs as the four seed and got wrecked by Bama yeah. in the semifinal. Do you think USC? And I know they played them earlier in the year that year and lost terribly. But you think a Sam Darnold USC team has the same result against Alabama? I think a Sam Darnold USC team played. Ohio State the very next year and got absolutely wrecked in the well, Cotton Bowl. Yes. So I don't know if that USC team would have done much better against Alabama than Washington. But did. in my opinion, that was a weaker USC team that didn't have as much momentum. So I, I mean, albeit they did win the Pac-12 title that year, but I don't think they were. Well, let me go ahead and go on my soapbox again. Okay. I guess. All right. If you expand it to 12 teams, I think the fan base is just going to make the same claim for the fifth team that they are now that they are going to be for the 13th team then. They're going to be like, oh, that 13th team, that oh, man, they should have made it in. They'd make a case for them somehow, some way. Just like it is right now when 4, 5, and 6 is kind of always debated. Usually a top 2 or 3 is kind of set in stone and locked. But at the end of the day, if you expand it to 12 teams, how much is the regular season going to matter? It's not going to matter much at all. It really isn't because at the end of the day, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, those four teams are pretty much locked in it every single year. You're That's not true. you're not yeah. really making it any different, honestly. You're not. It's just how it is. To have more diversity and depth is not expanding the playoffs in my opinion. It's just not. The fan base is pushing it that way and pushing it that way. NCAA does not need to do that. If I was the NCAA commissioner, I'd leave it at 4 max. I don't expand it. But that wasn't the thing today. What did we do? We, we said lay out a format if you had to. So at the very least, if I had to, I would expand it to 10 teams if I had to. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, honestly, I, if I had to, though, I, I would never. I would never expand the playoff. But for fans' sake, because I know just about 0% of you guys are going to agree with me with not expanding the playoffs, <laughs> unlike everyone probably got agreeing with Dylan right, right now. But if I had to expand it, I, I'd expand it to 10. And here's how I would do it. So I would have the first two seeds get a bye. Okay. That's how that's how I would do it. So that's first, in my format too also. First, so I do first two seeds yeah. get a bye. Not only do they get a bye, but the the other eight teams, so say three plays ten, four plays nine, so on. Yeah. The three, four, five, and six seed 
gets to host that first round and brings, and I don't know if you guys have listened to my podcast before, but I hate neutral site games. I think every game <laughs> should be on a college campus every time possible because student atmospheres best atmosphere you'll ever be you go to an nfl game and then you go to a whiteout penn state game tell me the difference there's a huge difference with you on that one yes i think we should get games in college football stadiums and away from nfl stadiums i think that should be the new format so in my format i would put the three four five and six teams hosting the first round then you kind of go from there and work your way around how is that going to work and how is that going to go through with that that's kind of my playoff format because i i would like it still make, makes like a three, four, five, and six still has implications on it because if you get there, you get to host a playoff game. It still gives you a little want to during the regular season, not like oh okay, we can lose three games and still make it in the top ten and be in the playoffs. We have a chance. It gives you a little implication. Oh, we can lose two games and then host one maybe. So it gives a little implications there. You want to be in the top six for sure. Then right. top yeah. two gets you a buy then on the first week. So that that was my format. What's your take on that? Here's what I'll say, and I, I mentioned that I wanted all Power Five champions to get a an automatic well, bid. Yeah. Well, is there is there a Power Five anymore? Yeah, that's, that's the here, thing. Here's the that's problem. The now I'm gonna I, I'm gonna caution by saying this: due to the rapidly expanding and crazy world that <clears throat> USC and UCLA just left for the Big Ten, uh, we don't know if the Power Five is gonna exist in a matter of years. It might be two or three conferences. So this is assuming that the Power Five is still in place and still works. So what I'm gonna think is. The Power 5 champions get an automatic bid. Their seed's 1 through 5. There's going to be 12 total teams in my format. The top group of 5 champion gets an automatic bid. Um, now, they could be the 6th seed, or we could put them somewhere with the other teams. Either way. Now, the 7 through 12 are going to be the highest-ranked at-large teams that aren't conference champions, but they get in, they get an opportunity. And this could also include group of 5 teams. Say if you had, like, a, in, you know, we had in 2009, I believe it was, TCU and Boise State, were both really good group of five teams that made it into a BCS Bowl. Same deal. You could have multiple group of five teams in if the situation presented itself. Although with the current playoff committee, I don't see that happening. Probably just going to be the one uh, group of five champion. Now, like I agree with you, the one and two seeds in my system get a buy. They'll get the first round buy. That rewards them from getting higher for getting higher seeds, which in all honesty is probably going to be somebody like Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State who gets those spots every year. But the first round again, matchups again a point against yeah. why playoff expansion is needed. I, that just but, that but you get interesting matchups in the first round, and you get a lot of cool teams that could match. We don't see we see matchups we wouldn't usually get, and that would lead to a lot of intrigue. I'd love to the see. only the only thing for college ball playoff expansion, in my opinion, though, is okay. That first round might be really good because we're yeah. giving the top four teams buys because that means we might have like a Rose Bowl last year, the House State Utah. We might have that first round, but then the very next game. The winner of that game, say Ohio State won that game, they played Georgia, might get absolutely blown out. And I'm a, that's a Ohio State fan saying that. I mean, <laughs> the if you don't make the college football playoff with the four teams now, you're probably not going to have a really high chance of winning it. You could say that, though, but think about this. If we go by, and this isn't, because college football and NFL are nothing alike, but imagine if the one and two seeds, again, they've been resting for a little bit longer. Let's say a, a smaller seed comes in. They've got momentum. They just got a big win. They could come in and catch them off guard, and that could lead to some very interesting, maybe an upset of one or two. Hey, things can happen in college football that you wouldn't exactly expect. Upsets happen all the time. It's just a part of the sport, I and mean, I think it could very well happen, especially with the chaotic nature of college football. Just think about it. In, in my opinion, though, you're trying to get more teams that haven't been to the playoff before into the playoff. Well, let me just take you into that. 
Two teams last year made it to the playoff that haven't made it before. That's Michigan true. and Cincinnati. Look what happened to both of them. You give Nick Saban a month to prep for Cincinnati, they're getting blown out of the water just by running the ball down their throat. Michigan looked great that whole year, but guess what? Not against Georgia. Georgia absolutely blew them out of the water. You give these teams first looks in the playoffs, they don't know how to act. They don't know how to react to them. They're not playoff ready, in my opinion. It's the Alabama, Georgia's, Ohio State, Clemson's. It's the teams, or even this year, we throw in teams like USC, Texas, or Texas A&M. Those teams are on the uprise. Those are new faces that could be in the playoff. Let's stick to stick with four and not venture out too far. Go, we're we're getting two out of our reach right now. I think that's that's where we got to do. We got to reel it back in, tone it back in, keep the four that we have. And I'll say this about it too. At what point, though, does it become too much for the fan bases to take? I mean, you remember when we had that stretch of Alabama-Clemson for four years in a row? Remember how tired everybody got of that? Got of that? You might be tired of it, but if you don't want them there, beat them. At the end of the day, that's all you got to do. Miami has their chance in the ACC to beat Clemson. Georgia has their chance to beat Alabama in the SEC. If you don't want them there, beat them. That's what Georgia did last year, and they're the national championship. But a lot of times, for teams don't get an opportunity because it's too late in the season, and they've racked up too many early season mistakes, and they well, didn't that, find their groove. That's the thing. That again, that's the thing. Regular season has to matter. You can't go nine and three and expect to make the playoffs. You you're playing a playoff game every single week, week in and week out. If you're Ohio State and Ryan Day, or if you're Nick Saban in Alabama, if you're Kirby Smart in Georgia, that's what you're telling your team. It's a playoff game starting week one. You gotta win every single playoff game to make it to the actual playoffs. That just diminishes regular season games. So you tell me the Ohio State Michigan game last year wasn't a playoff game. In my in my all honesty, it is. It was. Uh, Michigan knocked out of Ohio State. If Ohio State would have won, they would have knocked out Michigan. Vice versa. It has been for the last couple years. Those are regular season games. And it diminishes the Saturdays that we already get in the regular season if you have if you're letting in twelve teams to the playoff every year. I just keep it at four. But again, you gotta think of and Kirk Herbstreit pointed this out as well. He didn't like where the future of college football was going. And you got to think about this also. With the current transfer portal, players are going to go to these bigger schools and less parity is going to ensue because it's going to become basically a different version of professional football. You're going to have the same players going to the same places and it's going to be the same teams every year. It's going to be your Ohio State. It's going to be your Oklahoma. But guess what they just added now? They added NIL deal. And I don't know if you looked, you look, have you looked at recruiting recently? There's a team called Miami Mario Cristobal that are killing it right oh, now. Oh, trust me. There's, I've been seeing there's it. There's yes. Texas and Stark that are doing amazing right, right now, right. too. There's teams that aren't usually – I don't know if you looked at it, but last year there's only like, I think – 12 teams that had a five-star. This year, there are already 13 teams that have a five-star committed to their school, and there's still seven months till signing day. That is a huge thing, a huge deal. NIL's turned recruiting around big time. Let me just say, if the players aren't going to all the same team like they were last year, like last year, literally almost every five-star went to A&M and Bama. This year, it's more spread out. Everyone's getting their little dose of five-stars. That is a big deal. Recruiting's completely turning. I think that's better for the college football sport. Maybe... It's not better if you have a Tennessee just pretty much outbidding teams like, oh, here's $8 million for a quarterback. Right. I don't maybe necessarily agree with that. But at the end of the day, it's spreading out the love to all the college football teams. And I think that's going to bring in more competitiveness and more, more teams having the ability to make the top four. I'll say this. I think a lot of the situation, especially with this whole transfer portal signing, is going to be a wait-and-see approach, especially with the new NIL deal. We'll see, we'll see how everything plays out. That one I will give you is probably going to be more of a wait and see. But I will say this about the um, the group of five teams. Let's go into that for a second. Now, I know a lot of people are against group of five teams. They say, oh, they're weak. They stink. They don't need to be there. You know, they're just like, you know, the UCF fiasco from 2017. 
I agree. The, the self-proclaimed yeah. national champions. The yeah. self-proclaimed national champions. They're they're not. I'm sorry, you're not national champions. But I mean, look how good Scott Frost is doing out in Nebraska. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it didn't it didn't work out. Although they were the best three and nine team ever. That's <laughs> that is a fact. But moving on past that, I do think that there have been situations in the past where a group of five teams were better. Now. In recent years, it seems like it's trended downward. Cincinnati kind of brought it back on the rise. But if you go back to the heyday when we had the Boise States, the TCUs, the uh, the bull busters of the world, uh, world as they were called, we had teams that were competing with the, with the top echelon. And I don't know if Boise State could have beaten some of those teams or TCU beaten those teams from the past. But if you remember, TCU, I believe, finished number two in 2010, just behind Auburn. Uh, they were right up there with them. And we were neglected so long from a group of five team having a legitimate chance until this year. And even then, everything had to play out perfect for Cincinnati to even have a shot at it. Yeah, Clemson had to have to down year. Ohio State had to be out. Right. Yeah. ACC couldn't work out. The Big 12, Oklahoma State couldn't win. Because I think if, I bet you, if Oklahoma State wins the Big 12 title, they get in over Cincinnati. I bet that's what the committee would have done. I can't say for certain, but I think that would have been a big case for them because they would have two wins over Baylor, two wins over other teams that, you know, it it would have probably led to something like that. Um, So I think that Group of Five needs more of an opportunity. And I'm not saying that they're going to win every time, but if you put them in there, give them a home game. I mean, if you you look at it, though, last year, Cincinnati, that was probably the best Group of Five team we'll ever see. Could be. Ever. Because look at the NFL draft, and you tell me that that was not a good Cincinnati team. You're it was. Cr- you're crazy. It was. You have to admit that, yes. with all that talent on that Cincinnati team, they played Alabama, the team that didn't even win the Natty, and what was the score? It was a lot to a little. That's, it that's, was, <laughs> but at the same time, though. They got completely manhandled. That's, they're, they're not They're not big enough to play big boy ball at the end the of the thing, day. But that's the thing, though. Even, you, you said it yourself. The semifinal games are blowouts all the time anyway, so what does it really matter? In my opinion, Cincinnati played Alabama better than some teams have in the past. They actually managed to keep it. I mean, I know what you're. I know you're thinking. Oh, that's a dumb argument. But think about this. They actually didn't let it. I mean, obviously they ended up getting blown out at the end. But it could, it could have been a lot worse. And Cincinnati managed to stop them on several occasions. I don't think they were anywhere near Alabama. Well, obviously they weren't anywhere near Alabama. But what I am saying is, is it really that much of a stretch to say the group of five team couldn't succeed someday? Put them in the right situation. They can topple these big guys. We see what happens. I, I surely think a Cincinnati team could beat a number twelve yeah. seed Arkansas because they because they're playing this year or something like that. But <laughs> they're not going to make it if if you have a twelve team format. A group of five team is not going to make it past the, after the first round. That the first round is their their huge bowl game in that in my opinion. That's like their Super Bowl, in not my opinion. If that was Cincinnati Super Bowl last year playing Alabama, and they completely choked. And I mean, it just shows that. Luke Fickle's a good coach, but you can only get him so far with three-star and four-star talent. Yeah, I mean, even still, the job that they managed to do was tremendous. And the thing is, there's going to keep being teams like that. If if we can get a team like Cincinnati who just dominates the group of five and they get the recruits for these years and they keep having the but same But if coach, you look at last last year, did they really dominate? They had two or three occasions where they, they had last possession games that they had to score true. on to win the game. Did they really dominate? You can't go that far and tell But you could say the same thing about other, I mean, think about the Power Five teams that have had close calls in the past. I can think of, I can't even remember the amount of times that teams have cut it close before. And talking about that, going back, Cincinnati played an Alabama team that we all considered last year was on a down year because you look at them play Texas A&M. They yeah. played terrible. You look at them playing Auburn last year. That went into four overtimes, and Auburn was t- absolutely horrendous last year at one point. Exactly. People thought That's true. Auburn was up 10-3, to three and they had, Bryce Young had to make that last touchdown throw just to tie the game to send it overtime. 
I mean, Bama was on a down year last year. That is Nick Saban and Alabama's down year, and they still made it to the Natty Championship. That's true. Who do they play the four seed? That's why I think I think that's solely the case. I think if they played a better team than Cincinnati, maybe you throw it. I'm not. I'm not trying to be biased. Maybe you throw it in Ohio State, like right there, or in Oklahoma State. I think they put up a way better fight than Cincinnati did. I I have to disagree again because again the Cincinnati team beat Notre Dame earlier on in the year and I beat them beat them pretty you know considerably. I think that they could have beat Oklahoma State personally and again this is a world of hypotheticals because we don't know anything for sure. But I think that even still they'd earned their way in. But again, this twelve team format fixes that because you don't have to worry. You get you give the group of five team their chance their chance and, th- and again with this. We talked about the New Year Six earlier. How so, so with twelve teams, how many automatic bids do you have? I would have five. Well, six technically automatic bids because you got the Power Five champion and the, all of them. The best and group of five. Best group of five conference champion. Yes, I would. I think. So, they, how do you determine who the best group of five is? How, how is that an automatic bid? Well, I would go highest ranked slash best record. All right. Yeah, I think that that would make the most sense. Kind of like it is now with the New Year Six. Basically, the same concept yeah. except put them in here because. Again, this is just my opinion, and I, I hate that it's this way, but the New Year Six, it's on the decline. People just don't care as much anymore. I mean, players don't even want to play in these games because they're too worried about their pro future. I'm not blaming them necessarily, but it's it's, it's making, a business decision, but at the same yeah, time... It's watering down the, the quality of the games where they should be. The bowl games, people got to look at them like it's a Super Bowl nowadays because it's... People are diminishing it so much, I can't mm-hmm. stand it. And yes. I mean, I understand some guys sitting out for the bowl games because they're like, oh, there's no point of us playing because it's just going to be a bowl game win. Who cares? No, that's still a big deal. I, I love the way Matt Corral went out last year. I know yeah. he, people are going to diminish his point w- or for playing, whatever, having that crazy injury. I don't care. I love him playing for that game. Shout out to Matt Corral for that because those are the players that I love to yes. watch. Those are the guys that you played with the whole season. Don't turn your back on them for the last game. Right. He made it mean something, and I think that he showed that the game meant a lot to him. And that's the way it should be. But I think that, unfortunately, again, the direction's just not going the right way. So I think in my format, we fix that. We make these New Year's Six games mean something. So what I'm thinking is we've got the second-round matchups. The first round could be home-and-home matchups for these other teams. Now, move into the second round. Um, you can think of this as like the division round for the NFL if you want a comparison. Make these a new, the New Year Six games for you got the four matchups, four New Year Six games in that round. Then you make the semifinal games, two of the other New Year Six bowl games, and it rotates from year to year as to which of those are going to be the semifinal matchups, culminating of course in the national title game, which ends it out. So that's it's it's kind of like the NFL with it's like with a college twist. And I'm not saying it's a perfect system, so but I think how, it covers how, a lot of bases. How much time would it would the national championship still be around the same time format? You think, or would you have games literally the next week after championship weekend? That's the thing. You'd have to be careful about time placement. What I would think is, and there's a lot of downtime between the conference championship weekend and then all the way to New Year's Six. There's like a month gap in there. What I'm thinking is. Maybe not the week after. Maybe give the teams a week break. But after the conference championship weekend, two weeks later, we start the playoff system format. And, I mean, I think that would work better to keep the pacing up. And it would lead to people not maybe tuning out as much until the New Year's Six Bowls. At the end, I think that leads to higher revenue. I think that leads to more eyes on the sport. Think about, I mean, and I'm not saying March Madness works for college football, but think about how popular that tournament is and how watched it is now imagine if well, we had at the end of the day situations. basketball is not the same sport as football that's Football's true. a big contact sport that's you, true they're trying at the end of the day they're trying to limit blows to the head or right, whatever because right. safety comes first so going back to the i think you put it the week after i guess the navy army game would be the the scenario yeah. after the week after that game you start the playoff system 
you bring in the teams, you get a week, you get the, the first round one week, the second round the next week. Semifinals are going to still be around New Year's in that sense, and then they get the 10-day break or so until the national championship game, which is uh, early to mid-January. I think that that, you know, even though that would extend the season a little bit, some may argue that that w- may not work as well for college football. I think that it still would work, and it would make bowl season a little bit more exciting. You still can have the bowl games, and um, you, they can still mean something, some of those lower bowls, but at the end of the day, I just think the New Year's Six, it, we need to restore its prestige somehow. I think this is a good way to do it, and I think this just gets more teams in a scenario where they can prove themselves and makes conference championships mean something again, which I cannot tell you how important that is. I just... I think that you, it should mean something to win your conference title. So at the end of the day, you're making conference championships mean more, and you're making having more teams get in and have a chance, but you're diminishing the regular season. I understand completely. I got it. I, okay. I, I got it. Uh, yeah, I got it. Go. Okay. <laughs> I got it. Throwing shots. Throwing shade. Throwing shots at me. All right, but that is going to be it for this episode of TD Takes with TJ Warner, joined by my co-host for this episode, yes, Dylan sir. Simmons. Let us know what you guys think. We're going to have an Instagram story up you guys let us know go check us out on the socials at td.takes.podcast on instagram and at tj warner 21 on twitter go check us out and hey if you guys haven't known i also put out a culture ball hype video so go watch that if you guys can't wait to culture ball because yes and i don't know if you guys know but around here at td takes there's no such thing as an off season there's no such thing no we're ready for a kickoff august 27th week zero we can't be can't be even more ready but that is going to be it for this episode of td takes with tj warner thank you dylan for coming in and debating this topic and that is all i hope you guys have a great rest of the day